0: Welcome to another Weekend Bonus episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home. I'm Brian McCullough. I had actually already reached out to Bloomberg's Mark Bergen this week to talk about the Google Civil War. But then, of course, there was other big Google news this week. So come for the assessment of Google's ongoing culture conflicts and stay for an assessment of regime change at Google and a whole lot more. You know, Mark... Uh, as we just said, we we were going to talk about Google anyway, but then, uh, you know, news broke this week. That, you know, what everybody said about this changing of the guard thing was that it was sort of uh, surprising, but not at all a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was probably coming at some point anyway, but is there anything that we can take in terms of why it's happening now?
1: Yeah, I mean, the... the it's like sort of when the dust settled four years ago on Alphabet, right? Because initially, when they created Alphabet, that was it was sort of shocking to the world, um, and and certainly to people at Google. Um, but then, you know, a, a day later or so, it's like, okay, this is, you know, Larry had effectively receded and given up a lot of the day-to-day managerial duties to Sundar anyway, uh, and, and much the same way. I think what's what is surprising about this is that we've never got a sense say that like Sundar was involved in like um, making decisions about allocating capital to Waymo and to Verily and to to the other other bets. Right. The other bets. Um, I mean, so he joined the board, I think it was last year. Um, and that way, like, so yes, he certainly had on the board, he had um, responsibility for that. But there was never, I've never come across anything from the like the official messaging of the company or even really in the reporting that's like, you know, um, think of another Alphabet company, right? Like uh, Loon doing the sort of telecom networks with the with the helium balloons in the sky. You know, you never hear about like Loon having to pitch Sundar on uh, its, its budget for the next year. Uh, and now that's something that's part of his job description officially. So that's that's probably, the, I'd say, like the biggest change where that's been, you know, the past four years. Whenever we've asked the company what Larry and Sergey have been doing, they say they're working on uh, all the other bets.
0: So your impression was, is they were the ones allocating that capital. They were the ones doing the whatever check-ins in terms of like how Loon is doing, how Waymo is doing. Like they were, they were still engaged in, in the other bets part of it?
1: Yeah, I think that's still an open question about sort of how much they're engaged and how much they've been engaged in the past four years. Um, I think uh, in in some of the reporting they've had that that, um, Larry Page was certainly involved with Google Fiber, for instance, which was another bet like in 2016. Um, And both the founders, uh, especially Larry, care a lot about autonomous vehicles. Um, There's evidence that they were definitely involved in the lawsuit with Uber and Waymo. and certainly like, Sergey has had a strong interest in some of the Google X projects and some of the healthcare work. Um, so, but, you know, certainly Ruth Porat, who has been the joint CEO, of, CFO, sorry, of, of Google and Alphabet, is in, you know, involved in all those decisions and been probably much more um, hands-on. I think Alphabet has its own sort of team working for Ruth Porat, and um, each of some of the larger alphabet companies have their own sort of like in the past four years build up their own like management teams and court of corporate structure. Um and that's been the official line from the company is like, okay, now those management teams and corporate structures are now sort of mature enough that they don't necessarily need um the, the founders involved as, as much as they did before.
0: Yeah. Alright. So what I said this week on the show was at the time that the alphabet thing happened um, an mm-hmm. ex-Googler said to me, you know, Brian, the, the simple thing is, is like Larry and Sergey don't care about the day-to-day of running the the, the Google business. The Google business is fantastic. It's just, you know, they, they really do want to change the world. Mm-hmm. They really do uh, are, mm-hmm. are, are shooting for the moon and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we can read into the fact that they're stepping back from the thing that this person ostensibly told me was designed to keep them engaged? Like, mm-hmm. is it is it that maybe the self-driving cars haven't happened soon enough and, and things like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think at this point, it's sort of um, pure speculation, um, both in, on my part and then certainly the people I've talked to. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, there, the there's... Uh, the other speculation that people have talked about, and I don't, I don't necessarily think this is true, is that um, you know neither of the founders have been particularly interested in over the past 20 de- two decades in uh, political and regulatory issues, um, and so much of the companies, you know, companies facing a lo- arguably a lot more uh, right. regulatory they, they, and political they, pressure than it ever has. Why, before. why do they
0: need yeah. the the hassle of going before Congress? <laughs> that, that's, right, that's for right. people Which like Mark not... Zuckerberg who still seemingly have a vision for <laughs> whatever.
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I mean you know uh, go back to 2011 and Larry Page was the official CEO, but they the company um, and I don't know the official how how this actually sort of went down, but the company ended up sending Eric Schmidt, who was the chairman and and and, and former CEO and obviously much more comfortable sort of being in front of Congress and and playing that role. Um, so th- there's that argument which I don't, which could be partially true. There's the um, as far as timing. Um, there is, uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, certainly Waymo has the the, the public narrative, and a lot of the in people you talk to in autonomous vehicles, is yes, they've not made as much progress as, as you know Sergey Brin was talking about even five years ago um, or four years ago. Um, but I don't, I don't see like it seems like they're still being invested in. You know, John Krafcik is still the CEO, so there's no real indication that the founders have lost faith in in that effort. Um, the same could be said for Verily, which is now raising a lot of outside money and like sort of shaping up in this way where they have you know, Google Alphabet is sort of one of many stakeholders. But um, well, yeah, in and, and
0: everybody is seemingly super hot on on healthcare all of a sudden. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and Google. I mean, what's also what's been a little bit strange is that Google has, you know, they have Google hired someone to run Google Health. The cloud business is also doing Google Health. DeepMind, which was is, is, is a separate Alphabet company, had a healthcare effort. That elf effort's been folded into Google proper. Um, I, I mean, there's been so many sort of mis- moving pieces in, in the Alphabet empire. Um, and I think... You could make the argument Nest, right, was started off as a sort of prototypical Alphabet company, right? It had its own brand, its own email addresses. Tony Fidel, when he was running Nest, was its own. and He would always say, I, you know, we're not we're not a Google company, um, and Alphabet gave him plenty of cover. And then fast forward to 2018, and, and Nest is part of Google and Google hardware. Um, so there, there is a, a sound argument for the fact that, that some of the reasons why Alphabet was formed don't make any more sense.
0: What's your take on um Sundar Pichai as the leader of the company uh, vis-a-vis like the the rank and file and the, the Googlers what what do you think what are you hearing uh, from them about this changing of the guard?
1: Yeah, what I can say is, we I mean, go back to um, we published this story. Um, I think it was earlier this year. About so every year, um, I think it was January this year. Every every year, Google puts out like like many companies write uh, um, and sort of feedback and surveys. They call it Googlegeist, uh, and that from from numbers that we saw in our reporting, uh, Sundar, like the faith in Sundar's leadership dropped. And, and I think it was somewhere, I, I don't remember exactly, but I somewhere in like the 70% range down from like the 80s or 90s. So it's not like still like if he was a president, it's still an overwhelming um, support internally. Um, and I do this is with something that, that people certainly on the public relations team say, and I think there's truth to it, that a, a vast majority of the 100,000 plus people at the company. Um, it's an, it's an amazing job. Uh, it pays well. Typically, it's they're, they're treated very well, right? It's still this this company where um, it, it's still printing money, and, and Sundar has has taken the company from 2015. This point when it was like one going, there was questions whether it was going to be sort of follow the earlier like the Steve Ballmer Microsoft era and become like sort of stayed non-innovative company, and, and second, there was this concern that it was just going to be trounced by Facebook and, and mobile advertising, and neither of those things have happened. Um, that being said, there's clearly a, a, a much more vocal, strong contingent um, around the more recent case around the four employees who were who fired for data security policies, according yeah. to Google, and labor organizing, according to the employees. Um, right there, there's still active resistance to some of the work that the company's done with the military. Well, let me let and, me let me let
0: me interrupt sure. you because this is what we were originally scheduled to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, want a better way to simplify your business finances across expenses, vendor payments, and accounting? If so, Ramp could be a complete game changer. Ramp is the corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Ramp gives finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spend. With Ramp, you're able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Ramp's accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so you don't have to. You'll never have to chase down a receipt again and your employees will no longer spend hours submitting expense reports. The time you'll save each month on employee expenses will allow you to close your books eight times faster. Ramps also saves you money. Businesses that use Ramp save an average of 5% the first year. Ramp is easy to use. Get started, issue virtual and physical cards, and start making payments in less than 15 minutes, whether you have five employees or 5,000. And now, get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash techmeme. Ramp.com slash meme, R-A-M-P dot com slash tech meme. that's had its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot slash ride. Um, you know, I've been s- saying on the show that there seems to be a civil war going on inside Google. Um, <laughs> do you th- actually do you think that's a fair assessment? If if not a war, there certainly seems to be a lot of skirmishing going on lately between. Yeah, it's maybe a guerrilla warfare. <laughs> don't- okay, well, done, you know that Let, Okay, hold on a second, because actually, what we need to do here, help me understand this, because sure. there one of the reasons I've had a hard time covering this is because there seems to be so many different vectors here, like. There's Me Too stuff, there's like mm-hmm. the James Damore uh, political stuff, mm-hmm. there's the organizing workers and a labor union sort of way stuff, there's the whole not wanting mm-hmm. to work. We'll, we'll come back to the Pentagon and, and AI stuff and all that stuff you wrote about uh, in, the, in the last week's issue, mm-hmm. but are these all related or just a multi-headed hydra, like, like what it, is there mm-hmm. some theme running through all this? What's going on? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 um, first of all, I think it needs to, like everyone interested in this should so certainly read Natasha Tiku, who's at the post Washington post now, but she wrote this great story in wired, um, very envious of that sort of laid this out and in, a, in a, a great chronological, um, t- story, Um, And I think in her reporting, and I'd say I agree with this, too, like James Demore, if you remember the memo in 2017 that he sent out about um, diversity and political bias, uh, that is sort of the ground zero for a lot of, I mean, both Demore and then the Trump election, right, um, are, are set off, I think. Uh, what the Morris memo did was there was a faction the company that felt like they're like kind of exposed to this like oh, oh my God, there are people inside Google who think this way um and that I think set off just i think operationally you have whether it 's sort of internal chats like I think a lot of this happens on encrypted messaging right like there there was this group of employees that became activated and sort of outraged about about um and about that, and they were sort of had this network that was built in, and then Maven hits right or later. Is that uh, in is that the group of nine or the so called group of nine or whatever? Uh, I think the group of nine is, is a little bit different. Okay, so okay. I can Sorry. yeah, the group of nine. No, I'm happy to the group of nine. I think my from my understanding, uh, and, and 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 thus far they've never been made public but who's in that. But that was a group of employees, engineers who were working on what's called an air gap feature, right? Um, to basically allow Google's cloud business to operate like AWS and Microsoft, and so AWS can provide the cloud um, contract for the CIA, for instance, because they have an air-gapped cloud that meets certain higher um, certification standards from the government, and Google at that point didn't have that. Um, and so my understanding of that, and, and according to Natasha's reporting too, like this group was sort of working very quietly um, to oppose that and, and talking to to senior management, Erz Holtz, who runs the um, infrastructure at Google and is like Google employee number eight and sort of incredibly powerful there. Um, And they were negotiating with with Erz directly and sort of he decided to uh, halt on that. Um, And I think that set off when when Maven became more widely known inside the company and certainly outside, um, that set off this... Sort of rolling ball that's just gotten bigger and bigger with with the walkout and with the Dragonfly in China. I mean, I think there are certainly employees and, and and the contracting issue too about how Google treats its contractors.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I'm I'm going to circle right. back to all that, but, sure. but specifically, so uh, I'm I'm thinking of your piece in in last week's issue. Um, when it when it comes to like Maven and this military stuff, mm-hmm. is this? number one, maybe this is m- macro in the sense that this is where cloud computing is going anyway, but but maybe in the specific to Google sense, you know, again, like, they're sort of a mature business on a certain level with their advertising stuff, so, like, they need to go to these sort of Pentagon contracts to get revenue, and and look, they're not alone. I mean, the, the whole uh, Jedi thing as well, yeah.
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, I think... Um- you know, one one way to look at this, and I think it's it's totally true, is that Google's trying to pivot. <laughs> uh, Sundar Pichai has put you know, all these resources behind the cloud business, behind hardware, behind these two lines uh, that are new lines of businesses. Um, you know, include you. YouTube is the third front, but YouTube is still advertising, right? So hardware and and, and cloud computing, um, hardware, kind of the, the model for hardware of a culture of a company is Apple, right? Like things are done in silos, things are done secretly. Um, and then the model for cloud computing, I think in this case, is, is Amazon and Microsoft, which have very different company cultures, um, Amazon in particular. And... And so that you know, in our in our story, that we in the Business Week story, Meredith Whitaker, who's been one of the most outspoken um, former Google employees and uh, around ethics and AI, talked about how Google was its first two decades, right? Like the cared deeply about the end user, right? And that's been Sundar's mantra for a long time. And and the end user, in that case, was the end user of search, right? Of Android, of of maps, of all these consumer t- tools. Us and now with this pivot, right? Exactly. This pivot, there's um. The end user is enterprise, like in this case, the military or oil and gas companies, um, sort of enterprises that um, not not a majority, not all Googlers, but certainly a, a, enough um, to be organized and be outraged about this. Um, feel that they do not want their their software code and their work supporting.
0: Okay, like I, I swear I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to that and ask you that in five different ways. But uh, real quick, um, mm-hmm. this. The the Thanksgiving Four who got fired, uh, all the articles keep mentioning organizing, uh, you know, sort of a, a yep. vague term. What, what specifically does that mean? Like, what were they organizing about? Was it about, like, the so-called TBCs, the temp vendor and contractor? Or what, what, what's this organizing mean?
1: Yeah, so this is, um, This is according. I will kind of. They're according to Google. Its official comment on this is that they've never confirmed to this 4R, and Google says that they fired four people for um, what they called repeated violations of their data security policies. Right. Um, So according to the four organizers. Uh, or sorry, the four engineers who who said they were fired under these policies, they were active in I believe so primarily, and and uh, Rebecca Rivers as one of the first to to identify herself as being fired. Um, she said she, the the primary search she did was going into the the Google intranet um, called MoMA and typing in GCP, which stands for Google Cloud Platform, and then. Um, CBP uh, Customs and Border Protection, right? And so, at that point, there was some reporting that um, I actually don't know the time frame, but there, around that time, there was some speculation that Google was going to be work had a, like a initial contract with CBP, um, and so both uh, Rebecca and then two of the others were involved. And there was a petition that came out that um, from Googlers that said we do not want the company to ever work. We want the company to come out and say. We're not working with ICE or, or CCBP um, or because of ethics and because of concerns about the impact on, on refugees and immigrants. Um, so, so it's, that, it's largely uh, political issues. Yeah. For so that, they were both – they were involved um, – some of them were involved in Maven protests and the Dragonfly protests about the search engine on China in the protests from June about uh, the company's policies with hate speech and YouTube. Um, I guess that's the broad – Category would would mm-hmm. be political. I mean, according to you know, I yeah, spoke to yeah. the them earlier this week. According to them, right, they are they, they feel that they are doing their sort of due duties as Googlers Ethically. to like yeah to go out and sort of r- report something that they find is 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 still wrong. Right, right. Like, right.
0: They and um, they they quoted that from the in their right. in their in their blog post that like that's in our uh, you know. What am I thinking? Don't be evil, blah blah blah, uh, yeah. and report stuff that you see that's
1: evil, right? Yeah, and I think I mean I've certainly like Google people will not say this on the record, but there are people I've talked to the company who kind of would, would say, well, like you're working at a company, right? Like this might Google mm. is, is a is a very large digital advertising company, a 800 billion dollar company, um, and they're sort of like you can't. Ex- they're they're basically the logic of some people there is that um of course the company took this action right mm-hmm. and and it's almost like you need to be heads down and get back to work right um i think there's there's been that sentiment and there's been that sentiment in the company for a long time right like there was there was sort of always a faction that that um sort of rolled its eyes at some of the like ethical and political debates happening. Right. Okay, so the company. This
0: is this is this is the time to ask the same question in five different ways. So, sure. How much of this is Google was the don't be evil company and so it attracted a certain type of you know, I I'm, I'm not I'm not being pejorative, but let, let's call it an idealistic uh employee. And now that is not coming back to bite them is not what I want to say, but like that's it's, it's in the wash now because of that, how much of that is that?
1: I think a fair amount. <laughs> um, it was, it was, it, it like, was like, like Facebook, right. It, 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 as part of its recruiting pitch to the company and we've, rep- we've reported on this as well, right? Like that, both companies sort of had this broader sweeping you know, mission statements about changing the world. Um, and you know they certainly they certainly didn't come out and say, come work for a very large ad tech company, right? Right, right. <laughs> if it was if it was you're working for Google, your your product, you're going your work is going to affect billions of people, which is true. Um and your and you also sort of the the perks of being a Googler is you get to have this regular, you know like the early rec, the early times there they would, they would sort of have the T J F where Larry and Sergey would stand up and mm-hmm. and anyone could ask any questions and um and you got to do the twenty percent projects and you got to you know you got to wear hoodies and teachers. think about all the sort of like standard tropes about Google and like how, what the cultural, it set for Silicon Valley, um, those things are definitely true. Um, and I think they also, like they, you know, be, to be wholly frank, they draw like incredibly intelligent people um, who think about uh, problems in the world and, and complex problems with technology and AI and the future of, of AI and, and automation and um, ethics in a way that many other people don't. Um and they, they, they also have set up this culture where where um certainly software engineers uh are feel so I won't I won't say entitled, but feel like they have the the leverage to speak out um and, and the, the and privilege things, right? and the freedom. The yeah. privilege, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um like well, that's the, been something where where Google has um I think built up that for a long time, very intentionally. And the question is, one way to view it would be, and now they're like coming down and trying to change that pretty dramatically um, as they've just become so big and as they're sort of turning into a more of a, of a uh, cloud computing business.
0: Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Well I mean a counter to that would be this isn't specific to Google it's maybe endemic to all of Silicon Valley right now uh post I don't know the 2016 election or you know you've got you've got protests against Pentagon stuff at Microsoft climate change agitation at Amazon so and and you know forget tech maybe that's <laughs> maybe this is everybody at this point like so it mm-hmm. it's maybe not just Google, it's just maybe uh, sort of sharper there because of what you were just saying?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean there's um, we're, we're on the specifically on the, the tech working with with the military and WIC working with immigration agencies. Um, we've seen protests that you know, there's a pretty active one happening now um, at GitHub and, and Microsoft. There's there's one happening at Microsoft. In general, around their work with both Jedi and then HoloLens with the military, their employee protests, I think smaller ones that uh, others have reported on the Palantir, um, Salesforce, Amazon, Um, a lot of uh, obviously all that has um, happened in in, during the under the Trump administration. And and that is, if not the the primary factor, certainly like a, a major factor. Mm hmm um there's there's stronger they've been like pretty strong work from some leaders who've been very active in like AI and ethics and tech tech organizing um, which is having much more presence here than I is certainly three five years ago
0: well I, you know that I, uh, another way to ask the same question is uh, t- <laughs> to the degree that you're willing to speculate how much of this is maybe generational because that's part of regime change too is you're talking about Gen Xers, 40 and 50 year old people turning over the reins. And um, again, maybe this is endemic to everybody, but uh, how much of it is just that, I don't know, uh, younger, more idealistic workers aren't willing to uh, sign on for certain things?
1: I think it's fairly true. I, I wouldn't say that across the board, though. I think one thing that we've, um, you know, one thing that I think is a really interesting to see going forward with Google is how much of, um, you know, how much people that have been willing to kind of come out and be very public. Um, I, I don't think this is necessarily generational, um, something that the, the four. Um, of the four organizers who were fired, two of them were transgendered, and they mm-hmm. they spoke about this specifically about how um certainly like transgender people at Google feel like um they are much they're more more willing and like to speak out because they feel like this affects them, and and they're more aware of the impact of certain policies. Um, than a cisgender person at, at Google, um, I don't think that's necessarily ch- generational. Um, you know, I mean, we're, we started off the conversation talking about Larry and Sergey stepping down. Yeah, I uh, Larry's actually younger than Sundar. Yeah, which is strange to think when we think about it. Um, but so that's it's not like there's been a generational shift at the company. Okay, um, well then,
0: then okay. But maybe all right, not generational, generational, uh, mm-hmm. capital G. But, like you said, we started off talking about um, sort of regime change or changing of the guard. Uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at it or when you talk to Googlers, um, do they feel like something has changed at the top? That management is more aggressive facing off against them or, or the workers have gotten yeah. – like, what, what's the mood? P.S. – Mark had to switch phones real quick. So for the remainder of this episode, if the audio sounds slightly different, that's why.
1: Uh, I think so. I think that's bearing out. I think, again, like I, I think the what, what I have not been able to um, show and what's harder, I think, to show in reporting is for- Proportionality, right? Like how many of there? There's certainly employees that feel like, you know, the, this place has changed significantly, um, and but I, I can't say that that's like an over, like an overwhelming majority or even um, majority of the company, right? Um, and there's a little bit of selection bias, right? The people that are willing to sort of criticize and talk out um, are certainly the ones that are. Be able to kind of shape the how they that perception. Does that makes sense. But th- that being said, um, certainly, like you, you've seen, we've done a little bit of reporting on this on, on a couple measures, right? Like with around the, the Chrome extension that was launched. To so the company, kind of explained. Um, as a way to avoid calendar spam, right? And and there's certainly multiple employees that then were like, calendar spam has never been a problem with the company, and just held that this kind of a uh, disingenuous way to to what they feel like is um, track I- employees. Um, I think the other part of this is has been that there is a legitimate concern about about leaking, not just not. We've spent a lot of time talking here about um, so the the what I broadly like. Liberal c- political concerns of the company, um, but you know the some of the more damaging leaks have come actually from the right where there was the employee that leaked the entire video to Breitbart of the all hands meeting after the election, which is that was just, like unprecedented in Google history right no one's done that kind of thing before um, and then leaking there's an employee that came out and went to Project Veritas, the sort of sham journalistic um, group about claiming that Google has uh, Google search is biased. Um, and and we've seen sort of both on the right, um, a lot of employees speak out about that. So I think that certainly the company and management feels um, much more, I don't know, much more alarmed, but, but equally alarmed about that behavior. And it's definitely taken steps to to try to stem that, um, and, and that in many ways becoming like more of a conventional company, like right. Imagine like, you don't really hear the sort of outcry at a company like Oracle because Oracle was never a company that that even allowed that kind of Oracle. Oracle through. was never right.
0: googly as they used to say.
1: Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. um So yes, I think it's my long-winded way of saying yes.